Philadelphia. Hello, Brock Purdy and his mother. We're coming for you. <laughs> uh, I would say I know where you live because uh, everyone in Iowa knows everybody, but I don't. Uh, I, if you forgot, am John Barchard. That, of course, to my left is Vince Quinn. Vince, how are you, sir? I'm ready to kill. <laughs> I'm ready to kill. I got, dude, I got to tell you, like, I, I just, I am so sick of hearing about Brock Purdy all fucking week from everybody everywhere. It is inescapable and it is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's as inescapable as this liquid death lime that I'm about to uh, crack open. Uh, thank you uh, once again for sending these delicious 16.9 ounce beverages. More on that later. But what do you think it's because um, everybody under the sun, including our own, you know, uh, Taylor Credatus, believes that Brock Purdy really is the next uh, Tom Brady? Because I'm an, they... in, I'm an influence. <laughs> I get to say it. I'm an influence. Yeah. Craig Carton, man, like, you need to get on TK's level because he was way ahead of this thing. But, like, um, I mean, he's a nice player. He's a good kid. He does some stuff well. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to call him ugly. No, he's I, a nice kid. He's really I, funny. Well, he's me, ugly as sin. Uh, let I, me ask you this real quick. Mother couldn't kiss that face. Is, anyway, is, is Case Keenum ugly? Because that's who he is. Ooh, I like this. I okay. hate to use a direct NFC Championship game like comparison here. But this is Case Keenum walking back into the link again. Wow. Why would we be scared of this? See, I think he's kind of like crappy, like young Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. Um, or let's say uh, a, a, a rich man's Taylor Heineke. Wait, that is a very large spectrum that you just laid down. No, it's a similar spe- It's a game manager. He's a little okay. spunky. He All can right. do some stuff on the run. He's not a great arm. Like, he's So fi- he's a backup he's- quarterback, and he's not going to be a starter next year. Fucking print it, by the way. This bullshit about him being a rookie of the year or whatever, offensive player of the year, I'm sure you'll let me know more I will, about I that. I will have plenty to say on that. But, um... I this guy is not going to be a starting quarterback next year for very long. Yeah, if he I, is. I think you're totally wrong on that. This is a seven game skid in which he doesn't have a ton of film. And for all the things that Jalen Hurts has been criticized for, like being in an offense, you can't get much more like you don't have to do much here, man. We are not expecting you to go throw the ball a million times, make every read perfectly. The defense is going to take care of that. Don't make mistakes. Don't worry about me. I'm Kyle Shanahan. I'm the biggest fucking wuss on the planet, and I will punt (laughs) myself out of this for you. What do we – like, it is the same formula that they have used. It's basically the same thing that they used to the NFC Championship game last year, except they just don't have Jimmy G, who's a better quarterback. Eh, You know, I I just – I am – I don't care that people love Brock Purdy. Great. You're going to go back to being Mr. Irrelevant in 10 short weeks, 12, 24, whatever it is. By the time that this offseason ends, there's going to be something different. Trey Lance is going to be fighting for that spot. They will probably draft another quarterback as well. So, like, this Brock Purdy story is going to be a loud, big-ass thump on Sunday. Thump. Whoa, gigantic. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, though. And that's that's the problem for me is people look at Brock Purdy and it's like, it's a great story. Mr. Irrelevant. And he, and here he is and he's winning all these games. I mean, one, he's in a Kyle Shanahan offense, right? This is this is what it is. When you're a quarterback for Kyle Shanahan, it's like a Russian doll effect. You know what I mean? It's like Kyle Shanahan wants to be the quarterback on the field. He can't. So he finds somebody. It's just like, be accurate. Make the right decision. That's it. You don't need to be dynamic. He can run around a little bit so he can extend the plays and make it work. But like... 
He's throwing it 20 yards. That's it. Everything is short in the middle of the field. Like, it's so weird because you look at his passing charts, you watch the games. He's not really an impressive thrower. He just he makes good throws. You know what I mean? Like, he's accurate. So he's accurate and he makes good decisions. Yes. But yeah. but here's the problem. And and this is why when you when you try to evaluate how good and how dangerous in the Tom Brady comparisons, which are safe for Jalen, uh, the the only reason that he's looking this dynamic is because it's also one of the best rosters in the league. Like, let's be honest here. It's fucking George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams. Like, what are we talking about? It's crazy. When you watch these receivers that have 10 yards of space and he's making the wide open throws, we're like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I watched all of his games. I then went back and watched a highlight reel because I still didn't really believe it. Like, he made, again, he's good, but he's not, like, a savior. And and he's out there, and the, all these throws are just like, dink, doink, dink, doink. The whole thing for them is yards after the catch. That's what Shanahan does. That's what his offense has always been. He's executing all of that stuff. Good for him. It's a good story. He's doing it in the back half of the year, so everybody's so geeked up about it. But, like, this is not a juggernaut, folks. This is not a juggernaut. It's a really good roster. But when you're looking at these two things side by side, like, the, the Eagles are, one, a, a better roster, and two, down. Yeah. way more dynamic at the quarterback position. Way more. Brock Purdy is nowhere near the playmaker that Jalen Hurts is. Nowhere near. He's, he can't throw the ball 45 yards down the field like Jalen can. He's been so good at the times they ask him to go deep. Jalen, if he doesn't hit it, he's pretty damn close to doing it. And so this only leads me to another co- uh, uh, comparison here because this is if Case Keenum's two on the nose for you, then he is Doug Flutie. If you can ever remember him playing quarterback in oh, the NFL. Oh, yes, Doug Flutie. To a T. Go watch a highlight film of that weirdo Doug Flutie as a bear, as a, uh, a bill, bill, and a patriot, and it looks like Brock Purdy. Like, all of it does. The 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 jump-up passes, like, he's too short to play. Like, it is exactly that. And um, there's nothing really dynamic, and he's not even as fast or quick. I think as Doug Flutie, or maybe the same at best, but like that's what we're dealing with in terms of an of an athlete. Like they don't they don't beat you by taking over the game. They wear you out by being boring, making sure that their defense just absolutely slu- like makes makes you feel like you can't run an offensive play no matter what. And then the running game, Kittle, like you said, there's Ayuk, there's Debo. Debo, we argued about this offseason trying to get him out of San Francisco because we believed he would be incredibly valuable here. No idea that A.J. Brown was coming at the time, but that's what's also fascinating to me is we were debating these two literal guys right now. Who would you rather have in a moment? I think I did even argue Debo over A.J. at one point slightly. I had him like 1A, 1B. I was like, I don't care, but for this offense with Jalen, I'd really like to see Debo. I've always had the major respect. Obviously, A.J. does too, but that's the problem with me. If you're going to rely on the defense here of San Francisco, which I would still, in a second, get Mufasa over here and get Cannon out, if there is any chance at all of that happening, but it's not. No, Um, Fangio, baby. Fred Warner is probably one of the most dangerous football players in defense, period. I don't even want to disrespectfully just call him a linebacker because he's way more than that. Uh, I I believe he and Jalen Hurts are the key to this matchup, that cat and mouse game of what they're doing here. But... um, (laughs) <laughs> no one knows really how to beat San Francisco and like, like rewatching that Cowboys game again. Wow. Just so bad game planning on what they thought would work. This is a team that you're 
can't really run on. But, man, if if you can go back, and none of this is relevant now, just like Brock Purdy playing fucking Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma versus Iowa State from 2019, was that? Um, but when these teams met up, met up last year, Jalen had no problem pushing the ball down the field with Quez Watkins, with all these other guys that weren't A.J. Brown. So, like, yes, has the San Francisco secondary gotten probably better since then? Absolutely. The way they've been playing, no doubt about it. Uh, I just think A.J. penetrating that is a is the, more of the X factor than Jalen Hurts. Them two being on, t- on the same page, and this is probably going to sound obvious too, but Devontae and doing what he does, like, I do believe there's some Debo elements with Devontae Smith, and that's why now it makes more sense with this this whole buildup and AJ being able to get down field, and that is the biggest weakness of this 49ers defense still. Like they have been they have allowed the same completion percentage that Jalen Hurts is currently at. 50% of, of hitting those deep shots. That's where I feel like they're going to attack this thing. If you are ready for these guys to try and go run the football against this, forget it. They're going to put up points so Brock Purdy can't. And that's what you have to do. You have to not play Kyle Shanahan's game at all in this one. Yeah, you got to put him in a foot race. And and that's the biggest thing. Brock Purdy is not a foot race kind of quarterback. He's not like, I do not expect that guy to be able to put up 35 points in a given week. You know, it's it's he the still roster. Ha- what's the it's, highest that he's gotten? Do you know? Uh, he did get like thirty-one. Yeah, he's gotten over thirty for sure. Is that yeah, right? okay. He has done it. But if you're getting a lead early and it gets to the point where you can't run all the time, because I think when they did that, they blew a team out. I forget who it was. Maybe the Dolphins. But uh, yeah, if you're getting to a point where you're up two scores, thirty-seven against the Raiders. It's thir- oh, there you okay, go. Okay. So so you're up two scores. It's the third quarter. They're starting to feel the heat a little bit. They got to pass the ball. It's the Eagles game. It's over. Like, they're, they're going to win that. I and, just... and 41 against Seattle a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so more than a handful of times. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's and the that's, product But that's of with Purdy. a lead. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's a, it's a running attack. And, and that's the biggest things that San Francisco have. Like, going to this game, the, the things that worry me the most about this game, Brock Purdy is like sixth or seventh on the list. Yep. I mean, it's really not about him. Christian McCaffrey is one. That's, not, not for me. That is the number one guy I'm worried about with San Francisco in this matchup. No doubt about it. It's Christian McCaffrey. Second guy is George Kittle, and then you figure out, and then it's really the defense, and then you figure out everything else. But I, I got to be honest with you. There is not. I don't. I don't know what San Francisco has been doing with Kittle this this season. And granted, he was hurt coming into this year for a very long time. I think I want to say like six, five or six games coming in, three or four games somewhere around there. But like. Um, not saying he's not a focal point in the offense because he is. I feel like they have a, they have had a hard time pushing the ball to him. Not recently, but like during the entire season, it felt kind of weird. Probably what happens when you're going through two or three different quarterbacks <laughs> in the season. Um, I feel so confident in the CJ versus uh, Kittle matchup, which I'm assuming is going to happen. There might be a shocking surprise that Avante Maddox is here. I doubt it uh, from what the coach is saying with that whole hopeful shit. Uh, but that's a matchup I think you can neutralize, and if I'm Gannon, that's what I'm doing first. I'm taking Kittle out of this game. If you want to beat me with McCaffrey, I think that's going to be really tough to do considering you're, you're thinking you'll be at least up 10 points, hopefully, against you know the San Francisco 49ers defense. So That's what you think he's going to do or what he should do? He should do. I would yeah. take Kittle out of this game. And then, you know, like I... Uh, Debo's going to be uh, a, a very tough matchup in my mind. I am not sure 
what they have for him. I, I would assume that this is cat and mouse for Gannon early on, too. What would you do? I'm, I'm taking Kittle out instead of Debo. Yeah, I, I don't have to worry about those guys as much because, like, as great as Debo is, I mean, he is one of the best receivers in the league, no, no doubt. doubt and Ayuk has really blown up this year as well. So those guys are great over there. But he's it's, always open. <laughs> yeah, like every play, he's just no. wide open. Yeah, <laughs> No, there's no doubt. But the, the nice thing is you've got Slay and Bradbury. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, if those guys are, are one-to-one Slay and Bradbury on Debo and Ayuk, I'm fine with that. It's it's it shouldn't be easy for most people to say that, but in this situation, I'm fine with it. So and and think about this too, right? Again, Purdy can't get the ball down the field. You have to force him to go and make those plays. Everything in the Shanahan offense, everything that he wants to do, it's short, it's middle of the field, it's easy completions, yards after the catch. That's all they're about. So the nice thing is for Gannon. This plays into what he likes to do. Yeah. He's going to keep everything underneath. Safeties, you can have too high. You're going to make sure you tackle short right after these guys are catching the ball. And if they're limiting yards after the catch, they're going to dominate this game. Yeah, and especially if Kyle's going to do his old, <laughs> you know, inside Scared. zone, outside run. That's, that's exactly what rides into what Gannon loves to do. I mean, they've been very successful against a running style like the 49ers. Even saying that, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect their running game either because it's very unique. It's it's other than the Philadelphia Eagles at a historic clip. It's probably the best running game in there. And that's not how you win playoff games. And we keep saying that it's bullshit. <laughs> you gotta, you well, gotta it, kill it helps these guys. teams like that win games Correct. because they don't have the quarterback play to be explosive. You know, like all the explosions coming from the role players. So they have to manufacture that. But they got to run the ball. That's mm-hmm. why for me, it's like, all right, well, if the if the biggest thing that I have to worry about in a game for the NFC championship is a running back, I'm good. Yes. I'm good. <laughs> Especially when it's I, not named Derrick Henry. You know? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not looking at San Francisco like this is some team that the Eagles can't beat. I'm not sure what they're favored in this game. I'm sure they're certainly favored. It's not like the Bengals matchup where I do think they're going to win. Right. But I look at this game and I just go, the Eagles are better. And, and people don't seem to appreciate that because of all of this Purdy stuff. And that's the thing that drives me nuts about all of this. He's a good player. It's fun. He's had a great ride for these last couple of weeks of the season. But at this point, it's the NFC Championship game. This isn't week 15 and we're just, like, looking for fun stuff to get into. This is the biggest game of the year now just before the actual biggest game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Who is the better team? Who's going to win this game? What are the matchups? Who, like, that's what it should be about. And everything is just purdy, 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 to the point where they decide to harangue this guy into offensive rookie of the year <laughs> conversations. Damn right. Six well, starts. You know. Six starts. And that qualifies you as offensive rookie of the year. And what? Chris Olave was not on that list. Not right? over a thousand yards as a rookie. <laughs> not on the list. I, well, because, you know, I have no problem with it if you want to put him on there. Seven games, is that enough? I don't care. No. Give him the award. No. Why, do I, why do I care? No. Um, atrocious. I'll tell you why uh, in just a second here, because uh, real quick, now that we do have these liquid death cans in studio, thank God, and now that I know that there's going to be severed lime, as we told Mike uh, just a week ago, uh, don't cut this shit off, because this is like my crack uh, <laughs> when it comes to the seltzers, uh, and man, uh, just doesn't miss a flavored note at all. When uh, he said he was going to put a little agave in there, he wasn't lying. So all you got to do, liquidat.com slash bell uh, to find out where you can find your local 7-Eleven or, you know, sheets if you're on that side of PA or wherever it is. And if you look at the beautiful Vince Quinn, uh, this is part of the reason why I didn't stand to him, uh, stand next to him on Tuesday. 
You're still wearing the same sweatshirt you wore on Tuesday. You don't smell bad at all, by the way. You smell beautiful. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you. Thank but, you. But that will get you 20% off a merch just like that. Uh, this hat that I'm wearing on top of my noggin, which is the, you know, Liquid Death Texas Chainsaw hat as well. And look at this as Taylor Credatus is going to throw probably the coolest hat that they sent us, by the way. Uh, that is the... Uh, is is it okay to say Ben Franklin skull? Because yeah, that's what it looks. I like. I don't think they branded it intentionally, <laughs> but you see the hair. It's got long hair on it. It's a it's a black hat, gold gold skull, big long hair on the yeah. side, bald on the top. So very it just much has, like a marine style looking. Yeah, hat. it's like yeah. a veteran's hat. Yeah, yeah very with the, much so. With like the I don't know what you would call it. It's like olive branch looking sort of <laughs> yeah. things. See, I'll throw it back to you. But, but uh, yeah, twenty percent off all their merch just by going to liquiddeath.com slash bell, which is something they. Have not done ever uh, and are only doing this for limited pods and shows just like us. So thank you for everyone that's subscribing on YouTube and listening on the podcast. A treat just for you. Um, but yes, can we just, I, my take on all these is yeah. I don't care about the awards anymore. Ever since the Baseball Hall of Fame has practically ruined that and the football is starting to do that, I'm just, you want to go make some more money, go make some more money. No big deal. It's the opinions that go along with these awards that really kill me. But um, I don't have. I actually, this is so funny. I actually have no problem with Brock Purdy on this list. That's that's insane. <laughs> it's just like I have no problem with Nick Sirianni not winning Coach of the Year. Just like I have no problem really with Jalen Hurts not winning MVP. I do have a major problem with Brandon Graham not being fucking Comeback Player of the Year. But uh, you know, what am I going to do? Who cares? I know what's coming, just as we set up. This is all fuel. If they need to feel like they're disrespected, use it. They're not. They're the lead dogs. That's why everybody's feeling nervous this week, because you just have to, because we're Philadelphia. But I don't care about these awards at all. I especially don't care that Brock Purdy won Offensive Player of the Year, or is nominated. He's nominated. He's no, not going to win. It's bullshit. I mean, everything gets favored to quarterbacks anyway, but they just rope him in because he's hot at the end of the season. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, for all Last these seven guys. games, bro. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's an eight. <laughs> 18 week season it's 18 weeks to say like hey you had a great year congratulations sure like put him in all the imaging and marketing that you want but to say that he's an offensive rookie of the year is just like such a flashy bullshit grab and i hate it i hate it man it, it just bugs me like i i mean guys like chris Olave is especially the one that, that's been mentioned he yeah. just he was so good and it's completely preposterous that he's not on that list stop caring about awards bro so well it's it's, it's, it's just that's it well, here, here's the problem with it. It's For me, it's it's not so much about what it means for me, but it's like you're getting all of these players that do dedicate their lives and careers to this thing and their families who are rooting for them and all this shit, and they're getting ready for these moments, and then they don't get it, and it's like, well, well, what are we actually doing here, and who is this for? Like, clearly it's never for the players. It's never for the people it's supposed uh, to be about. No, Hall of Fame is the it, same thing. It, this is uh, – so are, are we – do you mind if I just break the myth if, if we don't know sure. altogether? Half – more – 80% of these, 90% of these lists <laughs> are filled out by interns or assistants of the player. If it is handed to them and say, who do you think belongs on this list? If it is a media person, it is strictly by who do you like and who do you don't like. You can say it's a, a, a this is why I'm objective. It's total bullshit. Every single time we come up with these awards, none of them are objective. They're filled out. The top 100 list is filled out I saw it. It is filled out by PR people or somebody that just wants to fill in names. They don't care. They want to put their friends on a list, and that's what they do. Yeah. Cough, T.O., cough, cough. <laughs> yes. And, like, we all get mad about it every single time. So I need to know how to take this seriously if it's, like, no one really cares when they're voting, one. 
Two, they do care a lot when it comes to Hall of Fame, but they're the same awards. <laughs> and they are treated pretty much equally with voting. So I don't care anymore. But I, I, no, I care because <laughs> part of it is, think about anybody's Hall of Fame case, right? And maybe if you just hate the Hall of Fame, none of this matters. But for me, it is. I, it's I, over. I, Matt's, I, the moment that Matt Stafford and Eli Manning are in there, the Hall of Fame is over. Well, and it is over. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's going to suck when Eli gets in. But if, if Stafford gets in, which he absolutely should not, and this year was a reminder of that, uh, then, then it, it's a total sham. But How yeah. about when Brock Purdy gets in? <laughs> <laughs> Brock Purdy and his twenty-seven and two. This is his twenty-seven and two. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, I, somebody he is going to get <laughs> seven other jobs because his name was on this list, and that's all it really does. But that's the problem, right? You're talking <laughs> when you talk about the legacy of players and what makes them great and Hall of Fame status and all that stuff. Like things like this are part of that conversation. Yeah. It's it's a main landmark point of whether or not somebody is worthy or not is the other awards you got on the way to getting the big award, which is Hall of Fame recognition. <laughs> it's just, rookie it's, offensive player means shit. It means nothing. It, There's no, probably no, a, a billion people on that list that had great careers and shitty ones. It doesn't matter. It's, well, it's arbitrary. It's true, but it's again, it's just one. It's one of those things that on the list you're going. Oh, we got offensive rookie of the year. Like check. It's just it, it can. <laughs> it, it never hurts your Hall of Fame case to have that award. No. So uh, all the money and recognition and whatever that comes from it, there's status with it. it all those things matter to the players, and, and none of it matters. <laughs> What's the status? Yes. Who won what? it? Wait, wait, wait. Who won it last year? Exactly. Fuck if I know. <laughs> ah. It's not my award. But all I'm saying is these guys. Well, like, you got to care about it when there's an Eagles player or yes, Chris Olave. Not yes, on sponsorships it. and all the other <laughs> shit. I'm saying the business side of it and the reputations for the actual people that actually work to do this every day, it matters to them and the whole thing. No, it sham. doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's, that's what I it mean. It does impact it, them. It, it might matter to some, like. Uh, Sean Bradley, I think, was chirping, or like Hassan Reddick was definitely like, this is some bullshit, or whatever it is. And if they got to use that, awesome. Brandon Graham absolutely will be pissed about this because he cares about this stuff too, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's now extended his career past Earl Thomas, and no one fucking brings that up. Not one person. That's more important to me than anything. And like, none of this matters as long as there's a Super Bowl trophy there. None of it. And Jalen, I think he cares because Taylor's right, he's a stat hawk. But, like, he, now in this moment, no one cares. They're just going to use that to go beat the shit out of the 49ers and give me that fucking trophy and go home. Go home. Enjoy your goddamn, who cares? Like I said, Mr. Irrelevant in six months. He will be the backup of, let's see, let's see, let's see, the Miami Dolphins in two short years. Oh, that's perfect, actually. I like that. <laughs> I like that. But probably they'll maybe, need, they'll maybe. probably need him a lot. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah, you probably will need him a lot. But for right now, and th- this is the crazy thing, too. It is, it is a benefit for San Francisco. The guy's on a seventh-round pick contract. He's making nothing. Nothing. And they get to build around that for, like, another two years. <laughs> it's insane. So that roster is going to stay great, and their window is going to stay open for a little while. But, but anyway, yeah, thinking about San Francisco, it, it's just – Here's the crazy thing too, because all, all the awards stuff, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of brought something to my attention. I mean, we're we're getting ready to do this and, and talk and we're thinking about this, and I'm like, man, I just don't feel like people are as excited about this game as I thought they'd be. Last Especially week, not right now. Last week I got. Yeah. Right? Because we talked about that. It's just like you have all these breaks and the slow games and Jalen's not playing and whatever. We don't it's it, it's just we needed time. They blew the doors off of the Giants with all of that talk, national media, all oh, the Giants, here they come. Daniel Jones looks great. And everyone's like, Daniel Jones fucking sucks. Get him out of there. So all that stuff changed on a dime, and yet 
all of the energy just feels gone and people are worried about San Francisco and who is this Brock Purdy guy? How good is he? Like, it, it's just where everything's gone because it, it, we get so caught up in all of the storylines around all of the shit that we don't even take account of what the actual game is. And it's a team that's better than San Francisco that is coached just about the same at this point. I mean, if you want to look at the stats and all these assistants that are looking at for, for head coaching jobs and all that, you can line it up. All of that stuff is right there. And everyone's just like, oh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll, see, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Like, this team fucking rocks, man. They're historic all over the place. You mentioned it earlier. Like, Nate Tice threw out this thing of like, well, if you look at offensive success rate, which uh, or rushing success rates, so like positive rushing plays, they're one of the best teams to ever do it. They're not getting negative runs. They're not losing three yards on a carry on first down. That's part of what makes them great. They have as many sacks as some of the teams that have ever existed. They're in the top five all time. That, that You could say what you want about full seasons. They haven't played a full season yet. They've played the equivalent of, of this week of what would be a full season traditionally because you added one game. So, like, they're one of the best teams to ever exist. They're, they're, they're the best team in franchise history by a lot of margins. I mean, what else do you want? This is it. This is the game. This is the moment. This is the NFC Championship game. All the fans at home, like, get fucking excited, man. <laughs> I'm so confident. It's I feel a, so good. I, and Well, I think that's what this is. You know, we're trying to debate, like, is this nervousness? And I would say, it. yes, yes, people are nervous. Here's why they're nervous, and I'll get to the other side in a second. I saw some dumbass idiot 49ers fan trying to piece together all these things to make it look as if, like, hey, you know, and first of all, like, it came out with the take that, like, no one is respecting us. or no one's, Dude, I can't get Brock Purdy off my television, so <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Secondly, there's all these, like, wild-ass, well, if you take – they're doing the college football thing. Well, if you take the common opponents and this and that, like the uh, the Eagles actually have a worse point differential. And I know Jalen Hurts wasn't there for two games. I'm like, stop right there. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. And now you're going to face Jalen Hurts. And also Lane Johnson was not there. And also CJ wasn't there. It's the same story over and over again. The 49ers fans are absolutely terrified because they know it's coming. And that is exactly what you hear. It's just, why aren't you looking at this very specific cherry-picked thing, like point differential, yonk, yonk, uh, to convince me that the, the 49ers have a chance in this? And then the other half, I think the other half is sitting here, maybe just like you, me, and Taylor. See my hand? Okay, it is moving, so that's a, that's a bad analogy. But <laughs> it shouldn't be. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. I'm very... It's the coffee. It's the coffee. You're, uh, you're steady as a liquid death can. Yes. The, yeah, there we go. Steady as a liquid death can. In uh, Internally. Like, I know what's coming. It's going to be so bad for the 49ers. And once again, people are going to be surprised. Right? Like, they've convinced themselves once again that the whole year is fake. Now what you watched against the Giants, also fake. The 49ers are a real team that runs the football and has great guys from Ames, Iowa, like Brock Purdy. And that's it. I just know that we're going to be so bombed and liquored up on a Sunday at 3 o'clock. I mean, I know why they didn't do it at 8. Trust me, I know why they didn't do it at 8 this time. But it's still, it is going to be terrifying on Sunday. And there is no way out of it. This is their own personal hell. And they know it too. And... Yes, if the defense of the 49ers comes out and is just playing at 
such an over-the-top level over the best offensive line in probably the history of this era of football. Better than 2017? Better than, way better than 2017. Way, okay. way better. We're talking about Big V going to start at left tackle. Now you've got Jordan Mailata. Yeah. You had two, gu- two guards that are no longer on this football team other than uh, was well, I got Brooks there? was hurt, I, I believe, for that run. No, Brooks was Did Brooks he, was there. Is he healthy for that? Oh yeah, Brooks was there. That's kind of fucked up to say. But you have got a younger version of of Brooks playing right Dickerson, now in Dickerson. Brooks equivalent. Sam yeah. Alo, same guy. Uh, I, w- I would just say that Lane is so in his prime and has had like he is just a magical magician when it comes to that. That he's even better than so yeah, by a slight edge, uh, he just on the left ta- left tackle alone. I think it's it's just absurd. You're going to have to bring too many people, and that just fits right into what Jalen does. No problem. You want to play man, you are fucked. <laughs> and Rush, I'm one of the best against the Blitz. So uh, yeah. let's rock and roll. Yeah, that's it's one of the fundamental things of playoff football, right? It's, it's the different ways that you can see the team winning the game. How many different ways can the Eagles go win the game? They've got more ways. I, I think it's just really that simple. They have more ability to go and win this game because they just have – as a roster just as good, if not slightly better, and it's, uh, especially a quarterback, yeah. a better team. And and that's really all it is. You know, it's it's all going to be right there. You are at home. They're going to be ready for this. And so I'm ready for this. And I can't wait like Thursday or Sunday. So what we're going to be doing on Sunday, by the way, live stream. We will be live streaming this game. John and Taylor coming over to my apartment. Hell we're going to yeah. hang out. I'm going to make you guys <laughs> wings. You're going to like them. Uh, might make you some pizza as well. Ooh, so, wings yeah, and pizza. You're going to get some homemade cooking. And, Ooh, and what, your be home ready for that? <laughs> yes, it's my home. It's my home. I just said yes. I'm gonna. <sighs> I'm gonna cook. Come hungry. Uh, and bring, then maybe bring a bring a plastic bag tea, just in case. <laughs> you I'm never s- know. The toilet works. Uh, so so there you go. But yeah, uh, we, we're gonna have the. I'm gonna have the guys over. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna live stream through the whole game. So make sure you hang out with us for that. Please. Also, I am wearing a wonderful hat right now. You can see it on YouTube. Kelly Green. It is corduroy. It feels so good. It's just so. Look at that. He's really scratching it into the mic there oh, to yeah. show you the type of quality that oh, is. Oh, that's, that's quality corduroy right there. And it's an even better, not because it's just the NFC Championship game that we're rolling into, but that is 20% off if you just use LOL Cowboys in the promo Dallas. code. Oh, is it Dallas? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. LOL Dallas. My bad. My bad, Nick. Over at ForbiddenCanvas.net. The link is right in uh, the description down below, whether you're watching, whether you're listening. Um, and it is on our website, BellToBirdman.com. So, LOL Dallas, 20% off, and a quick LOL to Dallas because they just fired everybody. <laughs> D-line, gone. Offensive line coach, gone. Quality coordinator, blah, 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 gone. They fired like seven fucking people today. A lot today. of people. Seven lot people. Of people. Um, Dan Quinn's probably out of here, or maybe he becomes the new head coach and they fire McCarthy. I think that's been set up this entire time. Uh, again, great news all around, and um, I am so fucking excited to get this NFC Championship game going because the other thing, right, is as soon as we're done with the live stream on YouTube, uh, follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us there, bellandthebirdmen.com, or just search Bell and the Bird uh, uh, there. We're going to go live on TikTok right to Broad Street if we all know what's going to happen in about t- 72 hours is going to happen. Uh, and we just uh, we're going to do a post game show in the middle of Broad Street. Uh, we're bringing Tim down, who's helped us here on this episode. T's going to be there weathering the storm. And um, I tell you what, it's going to feel 
pretty fucking amazing. Hit the lights! There is no game on Sunday. It's already over, Kyle. I know you're in there and I know you're shaking in your boots because you, my friend, don't deserve the respect at all, you choke artist. You're gonna come in here into the four hours of hell that is Lincoln Financial Field and look up in the sky and punt one more time, just like Brock Purdy's future and the rest of the opportunity of the 49ers trying to go to the Super Bowl. You're finished, you're done. Welcome to Gotham, where we only keep Batmans and you're all Robins. I'll see you on Broad Street at five o'clock sharp because that's when this one's gonna be over. Go Birds!